What's up guys, it's John and I am back and I haven't been on, or I haven't, I took like, I took a very massive pause on um, podcasting because I've been busy with other things that I don't, you guys don't even want to hear about so I'm not even going to get into it but I have been very busy and I am very sorry and I do apologize in advance for not being, um, you know, active or, you know, just doing my episodes. And I know, I, and I know I've, you know, talked about it before when I, you know, announced that I'm coming, I'm coming back with the podcast and it's going to be different. It's going to be new. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be raw and like things like that of that nature. So, you know, I'm going to stand by that and, you know, just continue to do my podcast because I just love doing it all the time and it's therapeutic in a sense. So today's episode is going to be a little bit more personal and I've never thought of doing this particular episode because it is a very touchy subject to get into because, yes, it's I'm usually comfortable and also uncomfortable talking about this because even though it's something that everyone goes through, it's something that everyone struggles with, um, you know, Yes, but it's also something that's very sacred and very private for me. But I think opening up and sharing about it lets me have a relief and makes me feel just like a makes me feel reset. Like I have like a reset to just open up about it. But it's a very touchy subject today. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna get into it because I think yeah, it's gonna be fun. I mean, it's gonna be like you know very you know touchy. It's gonna be very you know um different and very you know sort of um new for me but it's also going to be very scary and fun and you know just different at the same time I don't even know how to explain it but I'm doing this podcast episode very late it's like 11 53 a.m and it's almost 12 at midnight so it's like you know I'm pretty tired so if I do sound like I am just strained I am so that's why so mental health mental health it's something that i've never got into um like it was never a subject that i was really you know really wanted to like put out on on like the internet because you know i don't want people to know that i am struggling with this you know um specific mental health issue because i feel like i could either be judged or i could be you know just um self-exploited by how my emotions are and my feelings are so that's like mainly why I don't usually post about my you know anxiety or the you know when I overthink a lot or when I am too shy or I'm too antisocial it's like I don't try to post it on the internet if I do if I would post it on the internet I would post it in like a funny way because that makes me comfortable and that's how I cope with my mental health issue is like making it funny and making it like a funny thing because if I make it too serious it gives me some sort of like uncomfortable like a like an uncomfortable feeling for some reason but um I struggle with a lot of anxiety and I know like a lot of people can struggle with a lot of anxiety but I do struggle with it a lot um it could be with anything it could be with 
going to a beach, it can be going to a pool, it can go, it can be going to a um, family event, it can go to like a party, it could be at like, you know, literally anywhere that involves a lot of people that I do know or I do not know or people that I haven't talked to for a long time and it just builds up and it doesn't go away. So nowadays, you know, family events don't happen rarely, they rarely, rare, rare, rare do but it's not like you know it it hasn't happened for a a while now so you know my anxiety feels you know a little bit more of like a relief to be out and you know doing its thing so that's out there's not really events going on for me in a sense I haven't been invited to any parties so like you know it's like that's um, a plus for me um, but pools, I've been going to pools. I haven't gone to a beach yet. And there's a lot of reasons why my anxiety does sort of spread if I go to like a beach or a pool. I, I mean, well, I actually am going to take a pool out of the equation is because like the pool is not bad for me and it's not bad for my anxiety. It's just, you know, I think the only thing that just makes me uncomfortable is just swimming alone. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's so awkward when you're not with your friends or you're not with a group of people um, and you're swimming alone in a pool while, while there are other people that are your age swimming with other kids your age, swimming around, having fun, having a good old time, and then you're just swimming alone, and it's awkward because you don't you don't even know what to do. So it's like you can't even enjoy yourself at the pool. You either you know stand um literally like against the wall and just sit there and do nothing because it's just like you know like it's awkward and I don't know why it's awkward it's just like it just is it's I don't I can't I don't make the rules it just is and maybe people can sort of relate to that because like when you're not with friends like what for me is like when I'm in, when I'm with like you know friends close friends whatever in public I don't care about what people think I don't give two shits like my confidence is just boosted and I seriously just feel like myself and when I'm by myself it's like I am not myself I am uncomfortable I am shy I have a lot of anxiety rolling through my body and I my whole personality just turns off and I've tried to figure out why that is for the, the longest time like why am I so like different when I'm with people in public like with my close friends in public but when I'm like alone it's like I'm a whole different person so like and the reason why I do that is because when I'm with around like when I'm around certain people it's like you know I feel safe I feel comfortable I feel like I am with people that you know sort of sort of like goes through the same thing as I do so it's like knowing that makes me sort of feel at peace and that comfort so like that's mainly why and when I'm not with people it's because I feel like I don't know anyone who's at a mall who who's at like a store so it's like you know it's I don't know it's like a whole different thing it's like it's a confusing thing to even like deal with on a daily basis but I don't worry um when I'm at a mall I hate the mall for some reason like the mall you know I love shopping like don't get me wrong I love going to Target I love going to like Whole Foods I love going 
even though I haven't been to Whole Foods for like months, but I've love going to grocery stores. Like I don't know what it is, but for some reason going grocery shopping just cures my anxiety for some reason. It just makes me feel good for some reason. And I don't I don't know why that is, but it just is. Um but like Target is fun. My mom doesn't like Target that much, but I love it for some reason. Even though I have no money half the time to even spend on Target, but I do love Target for some reason. It brings me just so much good vibes, so much good energy that I just like would I would just make Target my home. But even though that's impossible and that's probably probably illegal, but like I would do it anyways because Target is just fucking awesome. But um but like the grocery stores, like I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Um I've I never liked grocery shop shopping um when I was, you know, a kid. I always thought I was boring. I was like, I wanna go to like like a toy store or whatever. And now when I'm older it's like, oh I kinda wanna go grocery shopping now. Like it's just like I don't know, this is how it's how it is. Um shopping is something that my dad actually doesn't like. My mom does. Um so I, I think that's probably why I've I've got into shopping more um, because of my mom. I get that from my mom, not my dad. My dad, like, he doesn't hate, he doesn't hate it, but he doesn't, he dislikes it. So it's, you know, I, I definitely get the, the, um, taste from my mom, but, um, shopping, you know, it's sort, it's fun when you know what you want to get and, you know, when you go shopping, when you don't know what you want to get, it's like, it's kind of like not fun. And it's kind of not fun when you don't have the right amount of money to like spend on things. And that's kind of like what, where the fun gets taken away from. But anyways, fast, keep going forward to the mental health issue that I'm struggling with. Um, Basically, I don't function right when I'm in a room of people that I do know or people I do not know but I have to get to know because it's part of my human sort of nature but I get so like when someone like I am a nice person when if someone like says hi to me I obviously obviously say hi to them and you know all that stuff have like a you know a really good civil conversation like hey you know hi you know how are you doing like whatever like you know, the basic conversations that you have with another human being. But when that happens, I, my mind, my brain just, like, stops, function, like, functioning for some reason. Like, I don't know how to process what this person just said. Like, if someone comes up to me and says hi, like, I'm like, what do I, like, what do I say? Like, I don't know what I say, and I say hi, but I don't say hi in the way that I would want to say hi. I'd be like, hi. You know, I, I like to say hi, like, like with, a, with, like, with a really good expression, like, kind of like I care like I care that you said hi to me so like I'm gonna like you know show you that I care that you said hi to me but I do my mind just like clicks off like it just has an off button and has an on button and half of the time it just goes directly to the off button and never goes on so if someone like comes up to me and just like acts like they know me even though they don't it's refreshing because I feel like there's hardly ever anyone who has that sort of like you know uh, approach um for others because half the time people don't do that they just 
don't do that. So it's kind of like new in a sense. And it's something, it's a, it's like a behavior that you've never experienced before. And when a person is so sweet and so nice and it's just so genuine, it's like, it's hard to even believe that this person is actually, you know, nice and, you know, genuine and very, you know, someone that you can just vibe with. It's hard to even like know that it's true because we live in a world where, you know, like there, there are a lot of people that just don't care, basically have no sort of gratitude, no sort of, you know, um, remorse for anything. So it's like, it's hard to even believe that. And even with, like with friends, friends tie in with mental health for me because why is because, you know, it's, it's tough to even have friendships. It's tough because you have to put yourself on the line to help someone else in need because it's something that you need to do because if you don't, it's either you're a bad person, it's either because you're fake, it's either because you're toxic, or it's, it's either because you're just naive and you're just thinking about yourself. But the thing is, trying to care for someone else and trying to be there for someone else is exhausting. It's I will admit that it is. And I'm not saying that in like the meanest way possible. I'm not saying that to be disrespectful to any of my you know, closer friends or anything that I, anyone that I, you know, personally close with. It's just like, it's a tiring, exhausting sort of power in the sense to have, because you want to make sure your friend is doing okay and they're doing all right. And they're like, you know, they are, you know, in the best health as possible and they're doing good. I didn't take a sip of my tea. But anyways, like it's hard to do that especially like like especially at a young age like when you're 16 it's like it's hard to even just be yourself like the reason like the, well I don't even know why I'm getting to I need to go back to the topic I was just talking about um with the friend issue it's like you know you have to be there for your friend because it's like you know you just know that your friend is just amazing they're just the best and you want the best for them. You want them to just continue to be amazing and, and to continue to just be themselves. And so, you know, you don't want that sort of special ongoing thing to ever even stop. But, you know, it's hard, it's hard to just manage friendships. It's really It really is because you don't want to come off as selfish or just thinking about yourself when you want someone to contact you a lot or you want to hang out with someone or you want to just, you know, see them and just talk to them. Because if if you have someone, if you have a friend that just wants to talk to you and just wants to hang out with you all the time, I think it's something to like take for granted and just have that person in your life forever. Because you never know when you're not going to have that person in your life again. So it's hard to find people that are just so good and so pure hearted that it may never come again. And that's what I always try to remember is like, even if a friend's being annoying, even if a friend's being, you know, just an ass, you always have to remember that this is your friend and you never know how much time like you may have with this friend. Like this friend could be, not be your friend anymore in like in a split second because something might have happened something dramatic something negative so you always just have to take it for granted because it's just it's a one i feel like it's a one-time experience in your life to have um 
But yeah, that's just her friends. I mean, I love my friends I'm close with now. There's a lot of people that I've used to be close with that I, even if I contact them, like, today, like, they would still contact me back and be like, oh my gosh, it's been such a long time. We haven't talked for a while. Oh my gosh, I miss you, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's that sort of, like, convo is, like, very, you know, sort of great to even, you know, have. It's just, like, an old friend texting you from, like, five years ago. Like, it's insane to even experience that. Um, But anyways, I think for my mental health, I think it's hard for me to be myself. And I think it's hard for, for anyone to be themselves because, you know, when someone tells you, oh, be yourself, be you, and just don't care what anyone else says about you, it's hard to believe that because, you know, when you do be yourself, you don't, you think there's not going to be judgment. You're totally wrong. There's going to be constant judgment. There's going to be constant negative comments about you. There's going to be constant, like, stupid, like, rumors about you and shit. Like, there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes with being yourself. And it's a lot of the negative stuff. Half the time, it's a lot of the positives, but sometimes it's a lot of the negatives. And that's what I always have to understand is like when you do be yourself, you have to understand there's going to be people that there's going to be people that are not going to like you. And there's going to be people, people that are going to downgrade you and, and just tear you apart until you don't know who you are anymore. And you go on a really, you know, very isolated you know, journey, basically. Like, when, you, when you're when you young, it's definitely hard to be yourself. It's definitely hard. I feel like when you're older, it's a little bit more easier because I feel like once you've grown up and you've passed all your teenage years and you're now in adulthood, I think it's easier for adults to, like, sort of find themselves. I mean, obviously, that's not 100% true because there's a lot of adults who don't know who they are. They don't know who they choose to be yet and they can't really be themselves but there's a lot of adults that do be themselves because they realize and matured a lot that they can't control what anyone else thinks about them and it's hard to be yourself when you're young it is because people your age are people our age actually whoever's listening to this if they're if you're 16 if you're 15 14 13 whatever 16 like it's there's a lot of teenagers who aren't mature yet they're not gonna they're seeing life as like a very you know exhausting and very tiring you know you know experience so it's like you know it's just I don't know how to put it it's just it's hard to just be yourself that's all it is it's really hard and I can't explain it that much but it is because people you're our age don't care about what they say to you or what they do to you because it's like they have no self-control. They have no, you know, control on how they handle what they say or do. So it's like they don't really care how you feel. And being yourself, it's it's like when someone says that to you for some like if someone says that to me, it's like it's I want to believe them. Like I want to do what they say, what they tell me to do. But the moment I do, it's like, and someone automatically just 
knows that I'm being myself and I'm being true to who I am, boom, it's like, you know, you can't, you can't wear this, you can't, you can't wear that, like, that, that, that's not totally for you, like, you look, like, you know, you don't look right when you wear, when you wear that, or when you, you know, the way you talk, the way you move, the way you do things, it's just, it's sending me off, like, there could be many different type of comments about you, and those comments, it could be anything, it sets you off completely where you just shut away, and you just isolate yourself, and that's what I've done before. When I was being constantly judged for how I spoke, how I was, like how my personality was, I've had like a very bright personality when I was like 13, you know, 14, whatever. Like I had a very bright and bubbly personality and I was constantly judged for it because, you know, I don't, I don't think people were seeing other people being themselves. So I was sort of that person that just, you know, I didn't care what anyone else think about think about me. So I was like, just gonna go head right in and just do the damn thing. And once I did that, it was like, there was no going back. There was no going back to, you know, having your favorite food or having your favorite clothings or having your favorite pen or your favorite notebook or your favorite backpack. It's like, you can't, have anything you can't love anything anymore because if you love something it's like it gets ripped away from you like it gets taken out of your hands so it's like we can't us teenagers can't enjoy anything and when we can't enjoy anything that can be enjoying family time it can be enjoying friend time it can be enjoying a movie theater or going to the pool or going to the beach going shopping and then we start looking at life as being pointless. And then we go into like a very, very dark place. And when we enter that dark place, it's very hard to get out of. And that's where I've been at. I've been in a dark place where I've never even tried to even get out of. But I hear footsteps. Oh my gosh. I'm like recording a podcast episode right now and it's like very late and like my mom is either sleeping or she's like outside in my kitchen right now but anyways um but like yeah I don't know how to put it it's just it's very different for me because it's like I once someone says something negative to me like I my personality automatically changes because I feel like I have to change for this specific person because they already need are judging me based off this one particular thing. So it's like when they do that, it's like I have to be totally different, totally opposite of who I am. So it's like I found out I find out who I am, but it's like I can't be who I am when I'm around someone that is judgmental. So it's confusing. It's very different. It's very it's a whole confusing thing. But I think my, I someone told me this and I will always remember this my mom is like a very inspiring person and she's someone that I would like to just look up to because she just doesn't care and not like she does like she cares about my feelings and like she loves me and all that but I'm saying like she does not give two shits or three shits or five shits if anyone doesn't like her if anyone just has anything sort of nasty to say to her and she told me that they don't pay my bills they don't wipe my ass they don't they don't drive me around they don't cook for me they don't clean my kit my 
apartment. They don't wash my clothes. And the, re- the way she said it was just hilarious to me. And it's very inspiring for me because it's like she makes sense. It, that makes sense. She's totally right. They don't do anything like that for you. The only person that does that for you is yourself. So basically, you are the only person who can basically control how you feel and how you say things and how you do things and and what you plan on doing with your life. That's it's 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 you. It's you and yourself, not anyone else. It's not Barbara from like across the street, your neighbor that's fucking rude as shit. It's not her. no, it's you who's controlling your life. And there's a lot of key points like that you have to remember is one Yes, be yourself because that's the only thing you can only do is just be yourself. That's really what we all have to do is just be ourselves. But, you know, even if I say that, it just doesn't feel authentic. It feels inauthentic because it's like we hear that constantly by people who probably don't even be themselves or it's probably easier for them because it's coming from a person who has millions and millions of dollars and who has a whole brand behind them. So it's like, it's very inauthentic when someone like that says, be yourself. But if it's coming from someone who is themselves, but has a very relatable and more, you know, groundbreaking um, background, it's a little bit more easier to to even accept that speech like be yourself be who you are you know like it's you know it's and that's and that's where tiktok comes into play like the reason why i deleted tiktok was because it's became it's become toxic like in the beginning you know it wasn't as toxic it was fun it was like a fun thing that everyone was getting included in and then automatically it just shifts into the this whole different stage it became a place where people just judged constantly and like it was just a whole different thing and I never realized it because I was in the midst of those judgmental people like not like judging other people but just I was in the midst of people constantly judging other people so it's like it was messing with my brain a little bit and it was just I. It was about time for me to just delete the app once and for all because it was just tiring for me. It wasn't fun. The you know the dances like in the beginning like the, I used to do the dances sometimes and I um um I used to you know just be on TikTok twenty four seven and every time I was on TikTok it was just draining me like it was just boring half the time because it was just the same content over and over and over again. And it was just getting just insanely boring and just not my thing so I just deleted the app and you know and if you're still using TikTok there's no I'm not even if you are you know hey that's that's your decision but for me it's like I for like you're you're probably wondering okay so you deleted TikTok but you didn't delete Instagram you didn't delete Snapchat there are moments where I just wanted to delete everything because I feel like it would I would be more at peace I would feel more you know okay if I just deleted social media once and for all except YouTube because I like YouTube I like watching YouTube I feel like YouTube is like less toxic and less problematic than Twitter TikTok Instagram and Snapchat there was a moment where I was going to delete Snapchat which I did and then I kind of went back in and signed into my account because 
I don't know, but um, Twitter, I know Twitter is like, I hope I did not just blow into my microphone. Twitter, oh, Twitter is like very, it's like the root cause of like judgmental people and like constant judgment and constant fear and constant just overall a whole Heidi's of, you know, or Heidi's, how do you say that word? Heidi's? It's spelled H-I-A-T-U-S, right? Heidi's? Heidi's? Shit. I don't know. Um, how do I like? How do I like describe Twitter in just one word? I describe it as. Mm, frightening, and like I know that's like you know a basic word to even use because you know we all know what frightening means. But really, frightening means when I say it, when I use it for Twitter, it's like it's a fearful reality, basically. It's a fear of reality, basically. And the reason why I say that is because a fear of, real- of reality is because the reality on Twitter is, like, very dark. It's very dark-toned, and it's, like, a place where you just enter a dark, dark place. Maybe that's a little bit dramatic. Maybe it is. You can say it is, but because I honestly think it is, and I, the way I said it was just sounded like it was just not good, but anyways, um, so basically, I'm gonna answer three, three questions of the topic that we've discovered, I mean, discovered, um, discussed today, um, which is, what do you struggle with, which is question number one, I struggle with a lot of overthinking thoughts, constantly, I overthink way too much, I stress a lot, I mean, I don't stress now, because I think school is out of the equation, when it comes school time, I my stress mode just turns on and it doesn't stay off. Every damn day, I'm stressed over homework. I'm stressed over grades being good and being stable as being good. And I'm I was so scared of getting an F in like a class. Like if I got an F, my whole world would just crash down. And I remember when I took a like a quiz for algebra last year. And hold on. Okay, sorry. Um, I took a quiz and I was getting like A's and like these quizzes, whatever. Because I mean, honestly, I thought algebra was like pretty easy. So I took this one quiz and I got a zero percent on it. I I cried because I was like, no, 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 this cannot be possible. I took it again, got an F. Took it again, got an F. Then I took it again and I got an A. And I was so mad but luckily my grade didn't change i mean it did change it went down like an f but once i took it again for the third time or the fourth fourth time it got an a and then it went right to an a so basically with my school it's like a whole different grading system so for algebra if i would have gotten like an f on a quiz my grade would have dropped but if i would have took the quiz again and gotten a my my grade would have went automatically to an a so it's basically it basically goes to any grade you get on a quiz you take so if you get a b it goes down to a b and if you get a c it goes down to a c it's a very confusing grading sort of system they have like i don't know it's confusing but anyways yeah my stress mode just turns automatically on when it's school time and things like that so i mean i think everyone every teen can relate to that i mean yeah school does stress us to fuck out with homework and quizzes and tests and writing prompts and just all that you know good stuff all that fun stuff you know we all love question two 
how do you cope with that struggle? Well, adding on to the struggle, I have, like I said, overthinking thoughts, but I also have, like I said, anxiety, anxiety, and I think also self-control mainly, but anxiety is like the main one. So how do I cope with, cope with anxiety is when I journal. Yes, I know that's like pretty boring and basic. That's like what every influencer says. Like I journal like at least like twice, like at least once every like night when I go off to bed, I put like my lead lights on and then I get like a really nice fancy pen and I like, I just write all my thoughts. It's like, Dude, like, everyone says that. It's like, I journal, I, like, do this. It's like, you know, I know that, and I'm probably being judgmental right now. Like, you know, oh, like, everyone's journaling. It's like, that's what everyone does. But, you know, when I had that thought. I actually had that sort of aspect, mindset. Like, oh, my gosh, everyone journals. Like, it doesn't even help. Soon enough, I started journaling, and, yeah, it can help me. It, it honestly helped me with my thoughts. I think using a journal is better than getting a therapist. I could be wrong because I never had a therapist before. So if you have a therapist, is a, is a therapist better than a journal where you could just write down your thoughts? Like if you would do it with a therapist, you know, is it easier and is it, is it better? Because I need su- like suggestions, su- suggestions. Jeez, I need to go to bed. Um, but yeah, I journal a lot. Not a lot, but I do journal when I can, not I don't do it when I want to, like, I don't force myself to do it because I like journaling organically, not just because I am feeling sad. I only do it when my emotions are building up and then I go in and I journal and I write down whatever's going on in my life. So I don't use it forcefully. I don't use it, you know, when I just feel like I need to do it. I just do it organically and I just do it when I can. So I do journal, um... Or just lay in bed. <laughs> like, that's, like, one thing I love is just laying in my bed and just going on my phone. And I know that's probably bad, and that's probably something that that doesn't help with your anxiety. But it does when I'm on YouTube. Not on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, Snap. I'm always on YouTube or watching something like Netflix or anything. That's what helps me. But I also, you know, um, try to go to the gym a lot. I've I know gym, going to the gym is, like, something that I do as a productive thing but it's also like a therapeutic and a fun thing to get my mind off things um when I put my music in it's like a whole different thing I'm, I'm like an I'm like in a whole different world and it makes me feel really good it makes me feel at, like at peace so I do love that um and I also try to go for walks I haven't gone for a walk for a while um because I have social anxiety but I do try to go for a walk when I can because I you know I don't, you know, I gotta go for a walk, you know, I, I just, I think walks are pretty fun, I think they're pretty, you know, just, you know, I think it's, they're pretty helpful, you know, and I don't want to come off and saying, like, I don't have any, like, sh- like, mental health struggles, like, I do, like, I, I want to be confident enough to just share with everyone, like, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to, like, pers- like, persuade, pers- persuade, pers- persuade, is that how you say it? Persuade or show off, I meant. Um, like, I have everything together. And when someone does that, it feels, like I said, inauthentic. It feels like it's not raw. It feels like it's not organic. Organic. Like, if I feel like it's just to put on a show and put on, like, a play just for the sake to make others feel better. I think you have to make sure if you want people to make, if you want 
to make sure people are okay, you have to tell people that you aren't okay either. Like, if people aren't okay watching your videos or whatever, whatever it may be, like, and you just show yourself as this confident and this, you know, very, you know, productive person that you say you are all the time, whatever, but you're not at least struggling in the process of becoming confident and becoming productive, it feels like it's not being truthful, truthful, which I've haven't tried to do because like I said, it would just, I feel like I would be lying to myself and lying to the people that are seeing my videos. So that's where like my YouTube channel would be coming into play because I want to start my YouTube channel, even though I have before in the past, but I've deleted all my videos because I wanted something different and I'm going to come on YouTube and try to build my YouTube channel and just do it my own way and just go go ahead and just see where it goes. But anyways, um, I cope with it by journaling, going on walks, um, maybe even painting or drawing, even though I'm not good at the, good at those things, there's still something that's therapeutic for me. And it's still something that's fun that I love to do. Um, or I fold laundry. That sounds boring as shit, but trust me, it's very therapeutic and it's makes you even more it makes you very productive, I would say. And doing my closet. My closet, I have a lot of clothes. And that thing that's like what is the best part and that's actually the funnest part is having a lot of clothes that you can get to just fold and just hang up on your, you know clothing rack and stuff question three do you have people to support you with your struggle um i do i have a great support system um like my friends and my, my mom and my dad and all that um which is something that makes me feel very good inside that you have other people that like get it like you know they get it so it's like when you have people that just get it and what you're going through it's just it's it makes you feel very safe and secure and it makes you feel like you can just open up about anything and that's like what's special about having a really great support system from your family or your friends is that they just get where you're going through and when they do it's like it makes you just feel like you just you're, you're not alone in this sort of you know um dark spot so I and I think my parents, you know, are always supportive on what I do, and they're always there for me if I ever have like a really deep conversation conversation that I can't keep hidden. I would sort of try to like be honest and you know be truthful to them and just try to open up, and hopefully they you know don't judge me for it or they don't you know do all that. I want them to just be honest with me, but also not like honest to a point where their honesty is becoming judgmental in a sense. Um, but my friends, my friends also, you know, they struggle with, you know, a men- you know, some mental health issues. So it's like, you know, it's relatable with, with us teens. I mean, with parents, it's like, you know, it's good when they're supportive, but I feel like they haven't sort of gone through what us teens nowadays have gone through. So it's like, you know, it's very different. It's very different sides of the stories. But having a relatable struggle with another teen is, like, the best because, like, you guys, you just feel connected with the person. So, yeah, I do have a great support system, and I'm I'm hoping that the support system is going to be lasting long. Um, But, yeah, that's about it. So, 
I'm gonna go now because it's like 12 midnight. It's almost like 1 a.m. in the morning. 1 a.m. Um, I know it is. It's probably been a deep episode because it's an episode that I didn't want to get into because I just want my, you know, want my podcast to be just fun, and uplifting, and sort of relatable. But I think it was great to just sit down and just discuss this. But trust me, there are going to be more episodes that are more, you know, not leaning towards dark conversations. I mean, we'll still talk about, you know, you know, current topics of mental health and, like, things like that and, like, trauma and shit. But, like, eventually, not now. I think now I just want to just go ahead and just do the fun things or maybe I might just go ahead and and do the things that are, you know, sort of tough to talk about and get those out of the way and then go in and just do the fun things. But anyways, I'm going to go guys. Um, I hope you guys have a good day, have the best day as, as possible. And just remember that, you know what? Don't just don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Just don't try not to give fucks. Okay. Love you guys. See you later. Goodbye.